outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. For three days only, save up to 30% off bestsellers from First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store. They'll also have for sale the Bear Grease Trucker Hats and Camo. They're included in this sale and all the great gear on First Light. Whether you're fishing, shed hunting, scouting, sighting in rifles, or cutting lanes, your gear needs to keep up with all your spring and summer pursuits. The sale has you covered. Hurry, the sale ends May 16th. Shop now at firstlight.com, F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E.com. Welcome to Wired to Hunt's Rut Fresh Radio, bringing you the latest reports from the Whitetail Woods. Presented by First Light, creating proven, versatile hunting apparel for the stand, saddle, or blind. First Light. Go farther, stay longer. And now, your hosts... KC Smith and Tyler Jones. We are well into early season whitetail hunting, but ambition is not lost because hunters around the country remark how weather changes are increasing deer movement. This is Rut Fresh. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Rut Fresh Radio. This is week two, week two of multiple weeks throughout the entire fall and winter that we're going to be doing this. We're talking to people from all over the country this week. Uh, we're trying to bring to you a lot of these deer seasons that are open that people think about, but also the ones that are a little more ambiguous. Casey, I feel like this is the first time it actually feels a little bit more like deer season all summer. It's been blazing hot. Man. It has been blazing hot. The uh, the recent addition of cool weather is like almost uh, a new feeling because it's been so long. But <clears throat> never fear. First Light has you covered, whether it's hot or cold, get you some First Light gear. Um, it's gear for deer. It is gear for deer. <laughs> we're here for the deer. <laughs> I'm here for the deer, man. And who are we going to hear from today, Tyler? Oh, man, just so many rhymes. Um <laughs> You know, we got a few people that are gonna we're gonna be hearing from Greg Litzinger in Delaware. I didn't even know that season was open yet. How big is Delaware? About the size of our county. I feel like it is about a county size. <laughs> I feel like it's very small. I wanted to be like, man, where are you hunting? But you know, there's, probably wouldn't be hard to find. Oh, there's one WMA, so <laughs> it's mean, like Dion, man. It yeah, ain't hard to find. That's right. Lucas Psycho in North Dakota. He's a good friend of ours, optimist, and uh just a really good deer hunter. Um he's always on just Big old, and I ain't even talking about Michigan mature. I'm talking about some mature bucks. You mm. know what I mean? This ain't two year olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Babcock, he's getting over uh, uh, food sickness, uh, food poisoning, which I know how brutal that can be. But it's a good way to start your diet. He's out in Nebraska <laughs> uh, this this week, and he's been uh, having some decent success, good sightings, good report for us. And then uh, our old buddy Brian Grossman, he's not old. He's just a buddy that has been a buddy for an old time. You know, if what I mean? it was Spanish, you'd say "Ole, buddy," no, right? like that kind of old buddy. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of people that put "Ole" in English too. You know, when they're trying to tie <laughs> the, the short of "old," you yeah. know, and they put the apostrophe or whatever mm-hmm. instead of putting the apostrophe, they put an "e" at the end. It's 
Olay, you Ye know. Ye old Brian Grossman. Yeah. Old. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's out in Georgia. Uh, so another Southern boy who, man, he he uh, he puts a challenge on himself, you know. He's um, he's a part of uh, a, uh, a – entity that knows a lot about managing deer yet he and he does that too but he still really challenges himself on public land every year and um has been really working hard to do that he actually had some success this past week so yeah. we're here from september too. deer doesn't he he does man yeah. it's weird that georgia's open in september i feel like it's got to be just pretty much home for us but just with a deer season you Blazing know like hot yeah so hot I don't know. There's a there's a trend <clears throat> nationally to have these earlier seasons, mm-hmm. and I kind of wonder what that's driven by. I I think it's pr- pretty much economics. I would imagine. Surely, I mean, hunters want an opportunity at velvet deer, um, and that's kind of pretty apparent. Uh, but like, I don't know what a state's motivation is unless they have their like uh, exceeding quotas or, or exceeding you know um, the amount of deer that they're trying to have on the landscape. So they're just going to open up more season outside of the travel thing and sooner or later it's going to kind of flip-flop as we see more and more of these states opening up more early seasons it's going to not be as special anymore mm-hmm. so you're going to have less travel <clears throat> and it's like well what's be that easier to do? find guys for rut fresh though that's right. <laughs> <laughs> i guarantee you that that's right if you um want your state to be refreshed on rut fresh <laughs> uh, and, and, and we're not hitting it let us know because uh, we try to make sure we hit every state in the country that has a white-tailed deer season uh throughout the year but these early seasons are kind of hard because i don't really know what's going on in vermont vermont to tell you the truth yeah. um but especially now that bernie's not of the main news you know <laughs> yeah, that's right i mean <laughs> um there's so. a there's a the way to get in touch with us too probably the best way would be just send an instagram messages a message so that's uh the element wild so you can check that out if you uh if you follow wired to hunt but you don't follow us we're over there uh, if you send a message to Wired to Hunt, it will not get responded to, nor will it probably even get read. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking for Mark, but I can promise you that I can almost promise you we will not find out that your state needs to be highlighted mm-hmm. if you send that message there. So, Tyler, yes, sir. The guys on the podcast today talk a lot about tactics mm-hmm. remaining pretty similar, but weather changes uh, making a difference on how many deer they observe. Mm-hmm. Um, you yourself are, I'm going to go ahead and say, likely to shoot a September buck this year. Am I? Yes, likeliness. That's the likeliness freaky. is high. Um, what pattern, you know, this is called rut fresh, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, people like to hunt the rut. We all realize the rut is not going on in September. It's not lost on us, I promise, guys. Um, so, in fact, September is about as far from the rut as it gets. <laughs> Outside of like May, right? <laughs> so, uh, what pattern do you expect to kill a deer on in September? Is it going to be Spectre? A, no, not in on. Oh, on. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I. On. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I would say I'm going to <clears throat> kill a deer on a pattern that a lot of guys are hunting right now, which is bed to feed, mm-hmm. bed to food, however you want to say it. And probably I expect to shoot a deer in the evening headed to food. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my thought. And probably uh, not corn, but something else. Let me ask you a question. 
um, you said evening is because a lot of times early season evenings are kind of like sometimes the only time people hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've hunted mornings and evenings, but it's because I've had a lot of room. Uh, I think a, the average hunter, uh, if they're hunting this time of year, may or may not have a ton of different areas to go to, especially if they're hunting private ground. Mm-hmm. So how apt are you to hunt or to write off mornings if you only have like a limited area? Say you have 100 acres to hunt. Are you going to hunt a morning? I think um, I think it would be more based on <clears throat> what the deer are doing than how much room I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, generally speaking, the less room you have, probably you're probably right. You're probably on the right track there. But I definitely think that it would be more, I would think more about when is that deer most killable and or is he killable in the morning as opposed to, you know, the the number of acres. So I think like, I guess what I'm saying is I killed a deer October 4th on bed to feed, mm-hmm. nothing else, uh, in, a, in a bachelor group with another nice eight point, killed a 10 point on public ground. They were, I I don't know what, you know, if there's a term for it, but I always call it back to bed food stage or staging. And so essentially deer will, early season, they'll leave these ag fields and pretty early usually, and then they'll get into cover and then they'll feed around for quite a while sometimes. So they may not even move a lot or they may still kind of browse through and move pretty good, which they were doing that morning. And, um, you know, really what they're look what you're looking at is like high stem count, high forb count, um, cover mm-hmm. that a deer feels, you know, is pretty uh he's got a good advantage of for the cover uh for what he likes for that time of year when he's not like stupid like they are in the rut, you know, <laughs> and just crazy. And so, um, you know, you've got the cover aspect, but you also need something for them to browse on. So in mm-hmm. this case, it was a lot of willows for the cover, I felt like, and a lot of just random, I don't even know. It was in South Dakota. There's Forbes everywhere. That was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So they were just browsing like crazy. This thing yep. was so fat. So I think that's kind of what I, I look at more than anything is like, can I kill that deer in the morning? And and so I knew where these deer were probably going to destinate the night before I had made assumptions, but I hadn't actually seen these deer in this field. And so, and then I put together that bedding would be, you know, whatever, a half mile away or something. So mm-hmm. it's kind of my long-winded answer to that, I guess. It's good. Yeah. Wind is good this time of year. Yeah. Especially long ones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> if it's still, it's not good, guys. Get, oh. it, the, uh, get a little breeze to make sure that scent is going the right direction. I think that uh, to kind of go along with that and to kind of play off the joke I just made, um, <clears throat> Early season deer are really patternable, and if you mess up that pattern, it could be a sad day for you. Mm-hmm. So don't go in there blowing your wind in a sketchy direction or whatever because they are just pretty sensitive this time of year. They have nothing else to do except live. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to breed. They're not trying to fight. None of that stuff. They just want to live. So they will blow out if you know you what? Blow this your is a good point, way. man. In fact, those deer had been seen one of by one of our compadres, um, I think Me? like two days before or Me? the day before. Yeah. And um, 
had gotten your wind, I think, at some mm-hmm. point, right? Yep. And they were they were not a long ways away, but they were off that pattern for sure. They were mm-hmm. onto a different pattern. And I didn't intend to go hunt this buck, but that's the buck. The two bachelor yeah. bucks that came in were the ones you had seen like the There's day a before. decent distance from where I'd seen them. Mm-hmm. And they, they <clears> winded and, and left out, not like freaking out or anything, you know, running, but yeah. they, just like, hey, they definitely got over the there. wind. Yep. Yep. So, anyways, <clears> I think that's a good thing to keep in mind this early season i'm excited to hear what the other guys around the country have to say because um it's interesting to me honestly is that around the country almost the same thing is happening everywhere right now and then as the the year starts to progress and fall starts to push down we get to see the changes kind of happen for different hunters around the country so it's an exciting time of year and i say it almost every podcast right now deer season is close it's real close in fact some of you are having a deer season right now congratulations to you i'm about to leave out on a top secret deer mission myself and then go shoot the biggest elk of my life it's gonna happen wow yeah i'm calling holy dude what a september well i haven't shot very many big elk i shot a few elk but they're all like you know in the high 200s so yeah I can do better than that. I feel like you might have shot one that was bigger one time, too. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he, he lived over it, though, sadly. I hate to bring it up. But uh, well, you, you did. <laughs> but I did. Uh, but I just was thinking because you might uh, end up seeing some of that footage here pretty soon. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. By the way, guys, if you're listening today, there's an Element episode as well. Go check out that on our feed. Uh, but for now, let's get to hear what the guys around the country have to say about whitetail bucks. Now on the phone, I've got my good friend Greg Litzinger, not to be confused with Ashley Simpson, the lip syncer. Uh, <laughs> Greg, you've been hunting Delaware, man. How's how's that been? It was uh, hot. Yeah. <laughs> Hot and shifting winds, which yeah. makes for a fun time in the woods, you know? That makes it near impossible, man. The shifting winds thing, those kind of still days or variable winds, man, can be really tough. Yeah, the, the two days we had good wind, and they were the best days to be in the woods. You know, steady wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of deer were seen, but the shifting winds, shifting warm winds are just, it's tough. I wonder if the deer feel that. Like, if, if a deer is like, man, I got a consistent wind. Like, it's instinctual more than this. Than, yeah. But, like, I've, you know, I got something that I can stick my nose into and walk, you know? Uh, I think older bucks, yes. Younger bucks, probably not so much. But yeah. I think deer's been around for years. He wants a, a steady a somewhat steady wind. Sure. So public land in Delaware, not a lot of people thinking about that, that are you know, at least across the U S and, uh, it was hot and variable winds. Um, but you still had some deer come by, right? Yeah. I was on deer almost every more, every time I went out, I had deer almost in range and three, three, four times out that I could have, I could have killed, uh, some does, but you know, foliage and sticks, don't sure. allow this thing sometimes. Yeah, this time of year can be tough. Did did you, uh, what kind of patterns were you basing your hunting sets on? Just uh, 50 yards off, uh, you know, bean fields, corn fields. Cool. Uh, I think people sleep on the corn when there's beans around, but I get the same pattern. Deer go on the food. They're not, they're not going to walk a mile to get beans if there's corn right there, you know? Mm-hmm. As, I, uh, you know, the month's pushing on here. Uh, I feel like the bachelor groups are going to start to spread out. Did you see bucks in bachelor groups? Or do you feel like they were kind of loners? I, they, my buddy seen them in uh, groups, and I started noticing some rubs and scrapes that are they're about ready to break off some of these bucks. Yeah, you know, are they still sure. a velvet? Uh, half and half. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So, 
I guess as you as you look at the next week and maybe weather, maybe moon, maybe you know even consistent winds, like you said, if it's more consistent, what are there any th- is there anything to look up like forward to? Is it going to be better, worse, the same? Are you going to switch patterns? I think, I think it's going to be better because the temperature is going to be more favorable for uh, better winds. Okay. Yeah, we had that warm warm weather and variable winds, and then like the the dreaded east wind. It's, it's I don't see a lot of big deer on east winds personally. Yeah, yeah. When you got a big system like out in the Atlantic over there, does that like you know there's a huge hurricane that's building? Do you feel like um, that gives you good consistent weather, or is that going to be something that makes it volatile? If it if it makes it up in, in full force, then yeah, you can get some some consistency for a day or two out of it before it turns to crap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are you are you changing your patterns uh, the way you're hunting or what you're hunting what pattern no, you're hunting deer um, on or same bed, bed to food yeah okay I got gotcha. you yeah. yeah so just uh, not not so close to the food in the evening you know I might back off 150 yards uh huh but I don't know if he's gonna break you know daylight um you know I I prefer to shoot him an hour before I don't I I'm not a fan of gray light as mm-hmm. I get older because my vision isn't the best so I like to shoot him a little bit before uh, dark. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, for sure. Do you? Uh, uh, I know off air a while ago we were talking a little bit. You said that you got to a field or an area, and deer were already out in the field early. Is that something that uh, yeah. you've been noticing lately, or, or and you having to adjust yeah. kind of when you hit in the woods? Uh, yeah. Usually, I find that when the red moons. I, I'm not. I don't fully believe in the red moon, but some instances in like early season before pressure kicks in, they were saying the deer were going to be on the field edge at like five o'clock and. Five o'clock, the deer are pouring out. So maybe Golly. there's some truth to it. <laughs> there's something to it for sure. If that's the case, man, that's cool. As you look forward to the next week here, uh, if you had to rate the buck movement on a scale of one to ten, what do you think that looks like? It's going to get better. I'm going to give it probably a six. All, All right, right, dude. Yeah, dude. Six is encouraging. Six percent sure. of the time, it works yeah. every time. That's Greg. right, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for uh, giving us the report, man. I, I appreciate you, man, as a friend yeah, and as a fellow hunter, man. I know you, you are worth your salt, man. You do a good job, and uh, and you get appreciate after the big that. old bucks. Yeah, dude. So uh, anyway, I hope we get to talk to you again this year. But if not, man, uh, I hope you get after them and kill some big bucks there in Delaware <laughs> and everywhere else. Same with same as you guys. Same to you guys. Thanks, man. Now on the phone, Lucas Psycho, good buddy of ours from North Dakota. He's uh, He's been hunting, as usual, and uh, bucks tend to go down around you, man. What else has been going on? Oh, not much, man. Just just wrapped up a deer camp with the guys and knocked down a couple of bucks and one particularly pretty big one and, and uh, yeah, fixing to go out this evening here. Dude, you are a big buck magnet, dude. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just like as I'll say this, I'm statistically lucky. Well, I would say statistically you're a pretty good deer hunter probably, you know. <laughs> but uh anyway, man, yeah. what what did y'all so you had two deer go down in camp. Uh was there any commonalities between how you guys were able to take them like what, what patterns you were hunting them on or whatever? Yeah, yeah, just strictly bed to bed to you know, bed to food, right? Yeah. Uh, alfalfa fields. Alfalfa fields have been hot, you know. Uh, that's the that's the green right now up here. So, anywhere we got alfalfa fields, we've been hitting those hitting those hard and, and hunting the transition areas for bed to food. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, mornings have been hotter than than the evenings for for the most part, uh, and they generally are, especially when we get uh, we got some ninety degree temps there over opening week and well, almost almost a hundred one day. And uh, so evening movement was almost 
nothing and then but what that does do over here, around here it seems like the mornings they they move a little bit later on those hot days so mm-hmm. dude i love that strategy that's the thing that i i love to do too i love mornings early season and one of the things yep. i've seen you do a lot is uh like find a buck and move in on him is that still what y'all are doing kind of here in this early season or are you hunting like Absolutely. general yeah, areas that, yeah absolutely we we you know we uh we had we had to make a make a a good a good move on uh one of the bucks and uh it took us it took us three four days to figure it out but we finally figured it out and got in on him and he just you know just so happened to walk to my buddy rather than me which is just fine because that's <laughs> what we're out there for is we're out there to share it share it with the guys we want to share it with you know so for sure um, man. so that's that's what it's all about so he smacked him hard shot him and uh re- what percentage awesome. of the bucks where you're at have shed their velvet so far? Do you think? What's that? What percentage of the bucks where you're at have shed their velvet so far? Do you think? Uh, well, by right now we're probably looking at majority. Yeah. So it was it was like fifty percent through the week. It seemed like though. So the one buck we the one buck uh, my buddy Dustin got was was full velvet, and then uh, the one that uh, my buddy my other buddy got on the sixth was pretty much out. Cool. So, in the next week or so, are they still? Is it, do you still feel like you're going to be? Because I know you, when we first got on, you were talking to me about off air about you're going to be getting back after them again. Are they going to still be doing the same type of things, bed to feed, same type of bedding, and and also probably on alfalfa? Or you think there's going to be some sort of switch? No, nope, I think we're going to stay stay the same as far as movement patterns for for the next few weeks here for sure. Um, this week. Like it's it's seventy degrees now, so um, and it's supposed to stay stay seventy a little bit of rain uh, moving through here this weekend, so it's uh, it's going to be good, and uh, it looks like we're still going to warm up in like the eighties this next com- coming week here, uh, so which is great because one thing that sucks is if you just have stagnant weather patterns and just deer get a little bit stagnant and kind of almost like they're bored. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll get this, this up and down movements, whether it's even hot, super hot to super, you know, cooling off. I'll take it as long as that, 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 that weather pattern is changing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So with the impending weather change coming, if you had to rate what you think the next week's going to be like on a scale of one to 10, what do you think that's going to look like for buck movement? I think we're going to be sitting right close to it, right around an eight nine around here. Ooh. I think you're going to you're, you're going to you're going to have some good opportunities, and 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 uh, you know deer are going to move really well for at least the next four or five days for sure. And then we're going to get a change in winds, likely with that that eighty degree temps. We'll get some south. So what it does too, it opens up all these different areas to hunt. You know, with the other winds that you generally don't have. So you know gives you those uh, you know opportunities to move in on stuff that you you haven't been to so yeah. those first sit hunts are are you know that those are going to be very valid, uh, available for guys so yeah dude you're so good at this man i just <laughs> i appreciate you having on the phone and spending time with us man and, and just putting some wisdom into the podcast and uh you know appreciate yeah. your energy dude you're always such an optimistic dude and just full of energy man so i hope you uh i hope you guys have a great season man Hell yeah, you too. You guys too. You know, I always appreciate chatting with you guys. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but here's one product that stood the test of time. Seafoam Motor Treatment. 
lots of hunters and anglers know that seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. And it's really simple. When you pour it into your gas tank, seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can into your gas tank and let it do its job. Now, you probably know someone who's used a can of seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. Because people everywhere rely on it to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should the entire season. So, help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition of eating, you know, some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid and it was a big deal. Organ meats were always prized by frontier people who knew the importance of getting a lot of different minerals and nutrients. And as often is the case, those guys were on to something because organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. And you can get the same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from heart and soil made exclusively from regeneratively raised grass-fed and finished cattle heart and soils unique freeze-drying process means all those important nutrients are trapped in ensuring you experience every one of the benefits of nature's superfood in a clean convenient taste-free capsule find out more at heartandsoil.co and make sure to use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. That's heartandsoil.co. Use the code MEATEATER. For three days only, save up to 30% off bestsellers from First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store. They'll also have for sale the Bear Grease Trucker Hats and Camo. They're included in the sale and all the great gear on First Light. Whether you're fishing, shed hunting, scouting, sighting in rifles, or cutting lanes, your gear needs to keep up with all your spring and summer pursuits. The sale has you covered. Hurry, the sale ends May 16th. Shop now at firstlight.com. F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E.com. All right, now I've got our buddy Brian Grossman from the NDA, and he has been doing a little early season hunting in the great state of Georgia. Brian, what's going on? Oh, man, not a whole lot. Just, uh, yeah, enjoying the season finally being open. That's good, man. What's better in Georgia, <laughs> the hunting, the dogs, or the Braves? Oh, it's it's the hunting for me. Oh, uh, hot dog, let's go. That's good, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, well, so you've been out in the early season – uh, you had some success, shot you a doe with a recurve. That's awesome, man. What what kind of pattern were you hunting when you were out there? Yeah, it's uh, man, it's, it's it's pretty tough right now because we're we're not. Uh, I'm not seeing anything in the way of of acorns dropping. Um, still uh, a little early to I guess to see what's going to happen with those. But uh, you know there are some things like persimmons and uh, muscadines that that you can can on this time of year you know if you can find them and, and find some that are that are being hit um you know that's that's always a pretty good bet but for the most part it, it seems like at least where i'm at they're kind of still on that that summer browse pattern you know anything anything green out there you know forbs shrubs 
tree leaves, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, that, that seems to be where it's at right now, which, uh, which, which can be pretty tough down here because there's, there's plenty of that to go around. <laughs> I heard that, man. So are you setting up on, you know, habitat transitions or what are you looking at when it comes to, I mean, if you got a bunch of Forbes around, what are you, what are you really keying in on? What's the limited resource there? Yeah. I mean, for, for, right now, until I do start finding that, that concentrated feed sign, I'm just sticking to cover, um, mm-hmm. you know, good, heavy cover, trying to find, you know, those entrance and, and exit routes kind of on the, the periphery of, of good cover and, uh, and, you know, set up on that. It, it's just hard to, to peg down a, a food source. You know, I'm trying to hunt in, in the vicinity, you know, with them feeding on forbs and, and greenery and that kind of stuff, uh, you know, clear cuts are always a, a great bet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, thin pines around here where they've really thinned the pines back and you get a good understored growth. Um, or, or, you know, any, any place where some kind of natural, um, opening, you know, in the woods with that understory growth can, can be a good spot for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of uh, cool weather and some precipita- precipitation in the forecast for a lot of the country right now. Um, is that something you got in Georgia coming up here too? It, it is going to cool down a little bit, uh, for, for Georgia, I guess, um, you know, starting, I think maybe later this week. Uh, in the in more more low 80s as opposed to like you know upper 80s 90s that we we've, mm-hmm. we've been having so that'll definitely be welcome. Um, not a whole lot of rain in the forecast for where I'm at. Mm. I've actually finally finally worked up a uh, about a three quarter acre food plot here on my place, which I'm excited about. But uh, yeah, ever since I worked the ground up, there's <laughs> no rain uh, has happened and no rains in sight. So I'm still kind of waiting to to put the seed down for that shoot man yeah that's uh <laughs> if the water doesn't fall from the sky it's hard to get it there sometimes yeah no 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 uh yeah. no sense in putting the seed out until they you know start to see some rain in that forecast. are you prioritizing those cool days is the days you're trying to get out in the woods or are you just kind of uh taking it easy until the season kind of progresses on yeah i mean I, i'm a i'm an equal opportunity type hunter I, i'm getting out anytime i can mm-hmm. uh, regardless of weather but yeah i certainly um, man, if if I see it's going to be you know a good cooler day, I, I want to be out there for sure. Um, not not necessarily just because deer movement, but just because it's it's a more comfortable time to be out there. So. Yeah. So going into the next week, does anything change? You still hunting cover? I mean, you're not going to get any rain, so you're not going to see any food food plotting or anything like that. If you were to go hunting this next week, is it uh, same type of scenario, or are you going to change things up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably still be sticking to cover, but every time I'm out there, I'm going to be kind of scouting my way in, you know, looking for uh, for that feed sign because, you know, it's only only a matter of time for, for some acorns start hitting the ground and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, those those patterns start shifting a little bit. So gotcha. Gotcha. just always always looking for the that most recent sign. Yeah. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you assume buck movement is going to be like next week? You know, I'd, I'd probably just in general for this time of year, probably put it, you know, I don't know, six, something like that. Okay. I mean, I mean, you know, the, the deer are going to move regardless. They're, they're going to move. It's just a matter of, of where and, and being there. But mm-hmm. like I said, with the, on that summer feed pattern, um, they don't they don't have to move around a lot because the, the cover and the food source are kind of one of the same. So yep. Yep. 
Gotcha. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd say kind of mid range there. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate your time. I hope you get after them in Georgia once it starts cooling down. I hope you get rain, man. And we're praying for the same here. So, uh, we'll talk to you later on the season, Brian. All right, man. Sounds good. You guys be safe out there. All right. Now I have Christian Babcock from Hunter's Advantage. What's going on, dude? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good to talk to you again. Yeah, we're good, man. We're uh, just chilling. You know, we got a cold front and things are uh, feeling like deary out there, but there's no season open in Texas. Um, you know, there's only a few states open right now, one of which is Nebraska, which is where you have been. And uh, I hear there's something in the water and the food out there. <laughs> <laughs> You're not lying there. A good good battle with some whitetail bucks and muleys and then food poisoning too. It's kind yeah. of the trifecta. Are you sure Nebraska. it wasn't buck fever? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. It might have been, guys. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, so how'd the trip go, man? I, I, um, I'm kind of interested in what they were doing this last week out there. Yeah, I spent a couple of days over in kind of the western portion of the state and then moved over to more of the mixture of whitetail and muley country. Um, but we saw some pretty good buck movement um, in the middle, you know, the early mornings and late evenings like you'd expect kind of in September. And it was awesome. We saw some good cold fronts, too, up there. I mean, many days with uh, lows in the 50s, which for someone that lives in Texas like you guys is uh, is kind of wild this part mm-hmm. of the year. But it was it was a good hunt. Man, that is one of the nice things about going north, uh, you know, for the early season is that nice weather you get. When you're out there, oh, yeah. uh, you know, in the past, especially the past few years, Nebraska's really suffered for some, from drought. This year has been a little better, but, you know, later towards the end of the summer, it still got really dry. Did it seem like a lot of the crops were in or were there some fallow fields around? Yeah, it, it seemed the majority of the stuff we were seeing was uh, in standing corn right now. And then a lot of uh, cut and baled alfalfa, which mm-hmm. seemed to be where a lot of those deer were spending their time. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's a good thing to to, uh, to key in on. Did you feel like uh, that alfalfa was better in the morning or the evening, or and was the corn the inverse of that? Yeah, the standing corn, we saw some deer around it in the evenings, but, you know, they get into that stuff and kind of just disappear. So it seemed like the the morning and the evening was pretty consistent on the alfalfa and we had pretty good luck, uh, getting in between that on, on private. And then some of those deep, uh, cuts that are filled with cedars seeing, you know, kind of getting them on bed to feed, filtering back between food and bedding in those deep cuts. And we saw some pretty good activity doing that. Gotcha. So, uh, are you sitting, would you feel like you're sitting closer to bedding or closer to the food? Closer to bedding because they're, you know, most of the food that was on the public was standing corn, and that's kind of a jungle to try to hunt in and around this time of year. So mm-hmm. we were keying in more on bedding, I'd say. Okay. So, you know, if you were going to be there this next week, would you be doing more of the same, or do you think things are going to change at all? I'd be doing probably the exact same thing we were doing this week. Um, yeah, trying to get them going back to bedding off of food. That seemed to be a pretty good tactic. I mean, uh, there were several instances where me and my buddy Gabe saw a deer, you know, under 150 yards. And then once you get in that country and you get an opportunity, you know, and it's just kind of up to you to seal the deal from there. So we were in the chips, you know, with between the food poisoning and that. But um, <laughs> that's exactly I'd do it again just this time with a good stomach. Yeah. yeah, I don't blame you, man. So were you spending a lot of time like on the ground spotting stalking whitetail or do you feel like setting up ambush dolls is a better thing to go right now? Man, what I love about that country is it's open and, you know, you can really see quite a ways. So we spend a good amount of time sitting up on, you know, ledges and just glassing and trying to make moves from there. I'm sure somebody could. I just know that 
I didn't feel like going out there and using a saw for an hour on a cedar tree. So mm-hmm. that just, that just sounded more my style with spot and stock this week. <laughs> it's a good way to sweat it up. Even if it is a kind of career, you know, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> man, looking forward here. Um, do you feel like, uh, the buck movement's going to be nice. You know, you said things are going to be kind of consistent. And then what would you rate that on a scale of one to 10? Yeah, I saw on the next week, um, there's a few days with showers that are going to be lows in the forties. I think I'd see some pretty good buck movement, maybe extending through the day, not just the first 30 minutes to an hour of light. If I was to go back this next week, um, and I'd be pretty excited about it. Sadly, I'm not, but I'd be pumped (laughs) if I was going back next week. Yeah, it's cool. So what would you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 for buck movement? For next week, probably probably a 4, which I would have rated the last last week maybe a, a 2. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still early season hunting, but there's plenty of opportunity out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I pr- appreciate the realistic approach on that, too. A 4 is still a pretty good day in the whitetail woods, man. So that's a, mm-hmm. a good report, dude. We appreciate the time, and uh, I'm glad you're feeling better because I know that food poisoning stuff's rough, dude. And uh, I hope that uh, you don't have to encounter any more of that adversity throughout the season. You've, you've had enough so far. So from here on, it's smooth sailing, right? That's right. Paid my dues. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great, man. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate those guys and all the solid reports from around the country. There's a lot of optimism right now, and you should be optimistic, too. If you're not and you need to maybe hone up on some of your skills, there's a really cool article from Tony Peterson on effective bino use for hunting whitetail deer on the Wired to Hunt feed. And by the way, episode three of One Week of November comes out this week. We'll link to that stuff below. Also, check out the Element Podcast if you haven't. You get to hear a lot about our day-to-day. There'll be a new episode of that today if you're listening to this on Wednesday. This has been Rut Fresh. Remember, keep it fresh. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. For three days only, save up to 30% off bestsellers from First Light, FHF Gear, Phelps Game Calls, and the Meat Eater Store. They'll also have for sale the Bear Grease Trucker Hats and Camo. They're included in the sale and all the great gear on First Light. Whether you're fishing, shed hunting, scouting, sighting in rifles, or cutting lanes, your gear needs to keep up with all your spring and summer pursuits. The sale has you covered. Hurry, the sale ends May 16th. Shop now at firstlight.com, F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E.com.